This is a regular meeting of the Building Inspection Commission. I would like to remind everyone to please mute yourself if you're not speaking. Um, the first item on the agenda is roll call. President McCarthy. Here. Vice President Moth. Um, Commissioner Alexander Toot. Present. Um, Commissioner Clinch. Here. Commissioner Jacobo. Here. And Commissioner Tam. Here. Um, we have a quorum, and the next item is item two, President's announcement. Uh, good morning, and welcome everybody to Build an Inspection Commission meeting, uh, December 2020. Um, Sonia, can everybody hear me? Is I okay? Just doing a sound check. Okay, good. Um, I'm Angus McCarthy, uh, President of the Building Inspection Commission, and I am joined today by my fellow Commission members, along with Interim Director Patrick O'Reardon and Senior DBI staff. Um, as reported recently uh, by Mayor uh, Breed and Public Health Director Colfax, um, the city is unfortunately experiencing another increase in COVID cases and hospitalizations, um, resulting in more restrictive citywide measures as of earlier this month that will hopefully once again successfully reduce the pandemic infections and hospitalizations. COVID-19 remains active in our community, even though, yes, we now have a, a federal state approvals of coming vaccines. And thus, yes, there is definitely light at the end of the nearly year-long COVID-19 tunnel of pain and loss. However, until vaccine production and distribution are more advanced, I continue to urgently ask customers and public to support our ongoing need to follow all public health protocols which remain essential for the public health and safety. It is, essential part, it is essentially important for our customers to follow protocols when they come to 49 South Venice to drop plans or apply for non-plans uh, permits. Uh, on behalf of the Commission, I thank all our customers in advance for their diligence and ongoing support. And again, thank DBI leadership and staff for their ongoing heroic hard work during these complicated and still threatening circumstances. Um, I also want to respond to uh, Saturday's article in the Chronicle titled, San Francisco Building Department is a Mess. Um, not only was I uh, frustrated and disheartened regarding such a critical and factually, in my opinion, incorrect piece, but I also felt for the employees who have overcome so much in this difficult times, and I wanted to address inaccuracies in the article and correct the record. We all know some changes have been, we all know some charges have been filed against high profile department heads, but they were from other departments. No one name or face defines our department. The Matcha Namor, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, the ice cream shop in the mission was mentioned yet again despite the fact that the records show that DBI performed well. This permit set in planning for eight months and is currently right now under review by the Department of Public Health. While these delays are very unfortunate, this is not a building department issue contrary to the quotes in the article. DBI does not have, does have, excuse me, does have an online system. Our system allows anyone to check on the status of any plan checking, permit, 
and complaint online. The article uses Takaria Elboan as an example. When I looked into the further, I discovered that there was a notice of violation for working without a permit. This work was triggered, this work triggered ADA standards, which are hard, really hard, for small merchants to comply with. These are not DBI standards, these are federal standards. In recent weeks, I have watched the Board of Supervisors, subcommittees, hearings, and listened to the conversations about prohibiting permit expediters. While I agree with much of what they are trying to accomplish, I respectfully disagree with the directions they are going about it. The we, we lost you there, Angus, can't hear you. Building code has has over. Can you hear me, guys? Still, yeah. Can am I? Can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, just, I got an interruption there. The state building code, the permit process. Let me just start again. The permit process is complicated. The state building code has over six thousand pages, and in addition, the San Francisco amendments add another one thousand pages. Each year, our approval process has become more and more entangled with complexities by our legislative body trying to respond to our, to our ever-evolving society and needs. It was only a few weeks ago that the all-electric building legislation was passed. This new law will bring with it an array of new challenges for both the department and our customers, but as a city, that holds itself to high values, this department must move forward and adapt to meet the needs of customers who will face these new complexities and challenges. These complex codes, by some customers hire permit expediters, some customers hire permit expediters, but the process needs to stay open, transparent, and accessible to the general people who choose not to hire an expediter. I feel very strongly we can do more to achieve this goal. I was hoping we would have had this conversation back in March, but unfortunately it has been, it has been all hands on deck in the department with COVID-related issues. At some point in 2021, when we get through COVID, I would like this department to present a report to the commission about ways to improve the user experience and provide as much transparency on the permitting process as possible. A few examples, and I want to stress, I am open to any, uh, to any and others are, a plan to create a DBI as a war concierge program to provide the public with the same advantages as those who hire permit expediters. A team to assist and explain the nuances of plan checking to those who need assistance. I would also like to have a liaison to attend the weekly planning commission to help explain building department codes and policies and identify conflicts between building codes and planning codes. We are also in the midst of developing a new process whereby those who have previously violated permit laws in the past undergo rigorous plan check review process. I also think we should implement a strong media presence to educate and inform the public with 
with what we do and help break down the negative perceptions. I recommend that the management assigns a liaison who would reach out to every board supervisor for, root, for routine updates so we can keep the lines of communication open and transparent between our services and our customers. And finally, we need to revisit, restart, and re-engage on finding a better online system where the Excel system failed us. 2020 has been a remarkably tough year for all San Franciscans. We have an opportunity to use 2021 to do better. Let's embrace what we have learned and improve on our weaknesses. Madam Secretary, that concludes my president's announcements. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there any public comment on the president's announcement? There's uh, one public comment, or never mind. Okay, oh, okay. Then on the yeah. president's, okay, just one moment. Let me give you host duties. Hello, Henry. Yes, you're unmuted. Go ahead. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, good morning, commissioners. My name is Henry Kanilowitz, a customer of DBI for over 45 years. Earlier this year, interim director O'Reardon took over the reins of DBI faced with the challenge of the move to the new building. In no, in no time, we were hit with COVID. And that was really making it difficult to keep issuing permits over the counter. However, thanks to Interim Director O'Reardon, Assistant Director Gasparic, and everyone at DBI, <clears throat> the process continues as best as it can considering the circumstances. And yes, it has been a struggle. Recently, an article came out in the Chronicle about a past member of the, not only the Planning Commission, but also a Building Inspection Commissioner about her wanting to rebuild the gazebo in the backyard. And the difficult she was claiming getting a permit from DBI. I am appalled and find it difficult to believe that she was unaware what the process was and that she could have built a gazebo not exceeding 100 square feet and eight foot height without a permit. Blaming DBI is absurd as it is planning that rules what structures can be built on a piece of property. The permit center has been sending out invitations to apply for appointments, which is great. However, once an application gets filed, it seems to languish. I don't know if it was a team or not, but over-the-counter permits, revisions and addenda should be prioritized. And it'd be good to have a team who does just that. Interestingly, I'm finding the planning is processing applications in a matter of days. And from DBI, I'm told it's three months if I even get a response for, to an inquiry. Lastly, Thank you, President McCarthy. We excellent and enlightening presentation. You are right on. This process is getting so complex. It's hard for, this, for a homeowner, even an architect, to go in there and process a permit, no matter which department you want to go to. I've been doing this for many, many years. I remember the days where, you know, you could walk in. It was really, really simple. No longer. Thank you once again for allowing me the chance to speak to you. And all, all of you wish you all happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, Henry, for your comments. Next speaker, if there is one. 
there are no more speakers in the queue. Okay, our next item is item three, um, general public comment. The BIC will take public comment on matters within the commission's jurisdiction that are not part of this agenda. Um, there looks like there is, there is one person with their hand raised. Oh. John, uh, John. Sorry, you are unmuted, caller. I was, I was unmuted. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hi there. My name is Moises Garcia. I live at 1467 South Venice. I'm calling to express my deep frustration with your housing inspection services. Um, I feel that only until a matter is risen to management level or to your level is, am I actually ever heard. I filed a complaint in July about some very dangerous entry stairs uh, to my unit, um, and I only ever heard back from an inspector a month later after I emailed various department heads and the head of, of uh, DBI. Um, and even though I've been in, in contact with your department and an inspector, um, I filed a complaint on October 28th for a variety of things that are happening inside my unit. Um, I heard back on November 9th about scheduling something. I uh, didn't hear back until November 23rd about having an on-site inspection, which you felt was necessary. And now it's been three weeks and I have not heard back at all from a housing inspector that I've been in contact with for months. Um, this is ridiculous. Um, we're living, I'm, we're living in a pandemic and I'm constantly at home as well, as well as my housemates. And it seems that this department doesn't care about what the conditions are of this unit. And I would really like to hear back from someone as soon as possible. Thank you. Could you please state your name again for the record and the address? Thank you. M-O-I-S-E-S -E Garcia, 1467 South Venice, 94110. Thank you for that, Mr. Garcia. No more callers in the queue. Sonia. Next item, Sonia. Forgot to unmute, forgot to unmute myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, 4A is commissioners, questions and matters, inquiries to staff. At this time, commissioners may make inquiries to staff regarding various documents, policies, practices and procedures, which are of interest to the commission. Commissioners will go through our normal way. Uh, commission, Vice President Sam Moss. Um, you need, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay right now. We can keep going. Thank you, Vice President. Uh, uh, Commissioner Alexander Toot, please. I know. Um, Yes, I have a question somewhat regarding that what um, okay. you mentioned And so let me know if this is anyway, just let me know if this is inappropriate, but uh, or this is the wrong forum or there's a better forum for this. But I was curious also regarding the article, if somebody who is whoever it is, I don't care if they're I've been on this commission or whatever, somebody who is not a professional who works interacts with DBI all the time as a client 
is there a place where people can go and say, do I need a permit instead of having to hire somebody to make that a professional assessment? Does that exist? So, you know, in anticipation, you know, and I do get, I get totally get the question. So what I would recommend is that in the, the next item B, Commissioner Allen told, you kind of give it some thought and we will calendar something in January that can address and talk to those questions for you. And if there's anything else that you want to add in there, we can make it a line item to kind of, you know, address pretty much what was kind of discussed in that article and so on, because I know we have a lot of questions as commissioners on it and so on. So I'm quite okay. If that works for you, um, I'm totally that okay works, with that. That, yeah. that works for me. I think, yeah, having this as an agenda item, hearing public comment on it, being able to ask lots of questions, um, because as commissioners, I know we want to be able to, you know, have, you yeah. know, be able to answer questions as well and understand. So I appreciate that as an agenda item. So I'll keep that for me. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Commissioner. Uh, next commissioner is Commissioner uh, Kevin Clinch, please. And that's it for me. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Jacobo, please. Yes. Uh, good morning, my fellow commissioners. Um, and and uh, uh, President McCarthy, thank you for those comments on the article. Um, I definitely look forward to uh, working on this in 2021 um, and finding a common sense solutions to be more efficient and more transparent. I think this ties into uh, what Commissioner Alexander Toot just also mentioned, just about um, simplifying some things and making it very obvious and accessible to people that otherwise might not have the ability to do this. I think I think that's a benefit, not just for the department, uh, but I think it'll be a benefit for the average San Franciscan um, to be able to get through that. So that's just kind of a general comment. Then secondarily, there's something that I brought up that I brought up past commissions um, around our departure of our prior director, um, and the information that came out in the news and everything else that's come out there. I understand there's an ongoing investigation or has been, but it would be very helpful, I think, to be able to put out the information that we can put out about what we've learned, what has happened, and what we've done to mitigate some of the improprieties that may have occurred, right? Um, I think this is a good service for, for us, obviously, I think, to have that transparency as commissioners, but I think more importantly for the general public, to help build that trust to say, hey, look, this is what happened. This is what we know. This is what we can say. Um, and, and here's what we've done. And here's where we're going. Um, I think it would behoove us to do that. You know, we're now in December. It's been quite a few months. And I think we should, if I, I'd, I'd like to see something like that um, in the coming year. So that's just my one piece. Perfect. Thank you, Commissioner. And Commissioner Jason Tan. Thank you. I think uh, President McCarthy and Commissioner Jacobo and Commissioner Alexander too touched up on everything that I, I'd like to find out as well and, and I have no comment at this. Thank you, Commissioner. Okay. Um, Madam Secretary, B, please. So, um, item B, uh, future meetings and agenda. At this time, the commission may discuss and take action to set the date of a special meeting and or determine those items that could be placed on the agenda of the next meeting and other future meetings of the Building Inspection Commission. Our um, next regular meeting will be on January 20th, 2020. So, Vice President um, Moss, please. Oh, um, I, you know, want thank you, President, and and for everyone else's comments. Um, you know, specifically, 
with uh, what I'd like to know is staff's thoughts on when it comes to a, to a permit expediter. Um, I think that it's very easy to say we should just have a system where no expediter is needed. That is true. Um, and I, but, you know, also the expediters have come out of, as President McCarthy said, you know, a just warren of complicated legislation on top of legislation on top of legislation, both from the federal, state, and local. But um, I'm wondering if there's statistics on, you know, the number of times an individual had to engage an expediter or was told to engage an expediter by, you know, building department staff and did that to move forward as opposed to just being able to apply for a permit and receive it. Um, because to be frank, whether or not not it's true if the public feels like they need to hire an expediter just to accomplish anything at the department of building inspection then it might as well be true and and we need to address that so i'm really hoping that that can specifically be an agenda item it can certainly be included with everything else that's been said today but i think that it does it does touch upon a lot of what the article is suggesting that you need to have the monetary privilege and the in, you know, the industry ability to hire these very, I mean, the term expediter insinuates that other people are going to have to go slower so that you can win your race. And, you know, what I'd like to know is staff's opinion on how we get to the point where everyone can simply apply and move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Good comments. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, um, Commissioner Alexander, too, please. Maybe you can frame that based on what you're hearing. Yeah, so um, I am, I think it would be helpful to have a, and maybe it's a special hearing, maybe it's a regular hearing, um, on the permit process and where the department says, you know, the, kind of addresses the, 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 the questions that have come up, as well as the, um, the use of the expediters and the um, uh, I think it's always better to to hear first, right? To hear from the public and to, to, to hear those concerns um, and then be able to have uh, perhaps even across, you know, city department discussion that follows that about how can we how can we do this better if the expediter is not needed just for dbi but it's needed to negotiate all the different departments then maybe what we need is a city liaison for permits that will that will that will provide that service and walk you through those departments so instead of having to hire an expediter and then if you just don't want to do it then you can hire somebody to do it because you can hire someone to do anything you don't want to do pretty much um but if but it's not a necessity in order to functionally navigate and if things like that already exist some of us don't know and so the public may not know um and it'll be helpful to understand you know what is and then what you know what why are these you know what is, what are the holes i would really be curious to find out you know does an expediter like i understand that they have to register at that you know with ethics i think there's there's a series I, I think what i'm hearing from people is that there's a series of questions we have that probably don't fit into one meeting. So I would either say it's a special meeting or like a series of meetings over uh, hearings over time where we are kind of trying to address 
you know, some like some of these issues, but not take on the full hog at this in one DBI sitting. I think most of us would find that confusing because we have so many questions about expediters, so many questions about the permit process, you know, so many questions about where we where we're going um, versus where you know where we are. And I think it would get very confusing in one one sitting. So my suggestion would be to break it up um, into a series. And I do want to echo that there are questions about, you know, what has happened um, with the previous director and questions about internal controls around accusations of corruption. I, I, would, I would love to find out that these things are not, you know, uh, that, that we, uh, that all these, you know, we have great internal um, controls. And I think that that's something that the public wants to know as well. But again, like these cannot, I, I believe that this covers, even if I could sum it up in one sentence, I don't think this covers one, this is, a, this is a one hearing deal. I think what we're, what I'm hearing from people is that folks really want to know, the public really wants to know what are, you know, what is, what is the way we, in, we interact on permit issues? What's the most efficient way to get things done? And then I don't think the public likes to hear the blame game between the departments, right? And uh, and I think that's fair. It's also fair for us to say this isn't a DBI issue. Um, however, uh, you know, and I know this is a, an ongoing issue that many people have tried to deal with, but I think that there is an there are overall questions in the permit process that, um, you know, deserve the time it will take to actually address them. So I, I can't, I can't summarize it in one sentence um, because I think what I'm hearing is that it's, there's a series of questions here that, will be our work for 2021, it sounds like. Commissioner Alexander Tutt, thank you. Um, Commissioner Clinch. Uh, nothing to add, thank you. Commissioner J Jacobo, please. I just wanna echo the support uh, of the comments made by Commissioner Alexander too. I think it sounds more like a series, honestly, of call it a public information campaign, um, because if there is a, a, a misconception or, or, or an idea or, or a factor or some things, it could be made better, right? All of that um, rests on the fact that people may or may not have the correct information of what is being done, how it's being done, et cetera, right? And so I think the first step is to kind of break through all that. And that in and of itself, I think, will alleviate some of these ideas. Um, but I think it's also a public benefit to have that transparency so that the public is able to understand it. And then from there, I think it's the work of trying to make it more efficient. I think the transparency lends itself to the efficiency um, in collaboration, hopefully with other departments, because it is not just EBI to be clear here, planning I think also has, um, you know, some work to do or our colleagues over in uh, at planning uh, and various other city departments. Um, bureaucracies are complicated, uh, city departments are complex. There's a lot of interweaves. Um, and at the end of the day, that just impacts the average person from being able to get what they need from the city and the benefit that we're supposed to provide. So I think it's a series of meetings. Um, I don't know how we break that out, but um, I'm here for it. Uh, and I definitely want to commit myself to helping do that through 2021. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Jacobo. Um, who did I miss? Um, Commissioner uh, Tam, please, sorry. My thank apologies. you. Thank you, uh, President McCarthy. Um, I think all, all my fellow commissioners had some, some good input. Um, I actually think as well that uh, it actually with some resources. I think right now it's lack of 
education and information for the public in some sense where, you know, they, a lot of people don't understand the process and maybe we should have workshops and additional resources to kind of help guide the process. Um, and that's why, you know, I think some people seek out these expediters because they don't understand the process and if we can educate the public on how to how to do something or where to go, which department to go to, maybe having an information on to connection would be something that I'd probably like to, to explore as well. So thank you. Um, thank you, commissioners, and I, I appreciate everybody's comments there. Um, I like where the conversation's going, and I do understand the complexity of trying to do this. So I, I do agree that maybe this should be done in a series of meetings to help kind of steer the department in, the, uh, in, in this report to help create a more user-friendly department. Um, um, and I, I, I think that could be done over a series of meetings um, um, so if you would bear with me, what I will do is uh, send out um, um, a potential game plan on that to the commissioners um, uh, before the next meeting. And you can give me your input if you think we're going the right direction. Um, and I, uh, once again, I want to commend my commissioners' comments and the kind of get-done type of policy uh, that you really would like to see in place. Um, and, you know, the other part of it is, is the media. Um, sometimes I, I find it very frustrating that... the they just don't do the heavy lifting and the fact checking that needs to be done. And it gets tough for me over these years and many years as, as in this department to read in the newspaper, um, you know, this blame game. And I, and I do understand from the public's point of view, as Commissioner Toots' point of view, uh, um, the, they're really not interested whose fault it is. They just want to get a, a system that's in place. But um, so I do agree with that. So with that, thank you, uh, Commissioners. And uh, well, we'll follow through with you uh, for our next meeting on how we uh, strategize and agendize. OK, um, Madam Secretary, next item, please. OK, thank you, Commissioners. Um, we will have uh, public comment on this item. But it uh, was actually brought to my attention. We had a couple of uh, callers in the queue that we have miss they may be public comment for a previous item um, and also for the record I just wanted to um, at, at announce the public call, comment call-in number is uh, 415-655-0001 the access code is 146-975-9992 and to raise your hand for public comment on a specific agenda item please press star three when prompted by the media moderator so that you can speak. And also, um, President McCarthy, um, Interim Director O'Riordan is in attendance. So after we take care of public comment, then we can do our um, the, the proclamation that we had for, um, for Director Sweeney. Perfect. So okay. just, as a just as a point of order, uh, Madam Secretary, the public comments that would, we're going to go back and listen to, is it on item three or four? Um, um, we, we, we don't know exactly, but we, okay. we, uh, we're just going to just take all of the public comment that, that we have right at the, at the time. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Madam okay. Secretary. Okay. All right. Okay. John, we could go ahead with our public comment. Thank you. Two callers in the queue. Call in user 650678. You are... Unmuted. Good morning. My name is Jerry Drattler. I've been observing the BICs since 2013. Um, I need to really make an important point here. We need to separate words from action. You know, I've listened to a lot of ag aggressive and sincere ideas about fixing things, 
yet without a detailed work plan and a timeline. It's just rhetoric. And, and I'd like to give you a good example. So if you looked at the BIC meeting minutes from February 21, 2001, there was a discussion, a detailed discussion, about the problem with unpermitted demolitions. And it referenced a, a definitive memo from 1996. This stuff never gets fixed. That's why you folks have zero credibility. I also would suggest you look at making transparency and enforcement. There's no reason the NOVs can't be on your website. Requiring people to come to your building to see an NOV really doesn't make any sense in this day and age. The last thing I would say is many of the problems, you know, in, in the world, 80% of the problems can be solved with simple solutions. So why don't you have FAQs, frequently asked questions, responses to those comments? What do I need to get a, you know, under what circumstances do I need to get a permit? I mean, we don't have to have a, you know, a huge committee. I mean, common sense can fix these problems if there's the will. And I think that's the problem. The public does not see the will. Thank you. One more caller in the queue. Caller. Good morning, commissioners. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Great. Thank you. Good morning, commissioners. Thank you for your time. And President McCarthy, thank you for yours and your comments, Mr. McCarthy. My name is Kevin O'Connor. I called last week or last month, excuse me, about my property. And I feel like I'm passionately involved now and I will call every month with comments. I just want to say that I read that article on Saturday, too. And I, uh, even though I am somewhat partial to some of the comments, I agree with you very much, Mr. McCarthy, that it's a little bit unfair. And I just want to start by saying that for the greatest part, not just the most part, the greatest part, the individuals and the dedication of the staff, starting with your own, Sonia Harris, who, by the way, is incredible, multitasking, working after hours, for the most part, everyone is trying to do a really, really great, great job. And... When you talk about some of the issues like, um, you know, this new policy regarding electricity, everything created in policy, in my opinion, is for the public betterment and for the citizens of San Francisco, and it is so complicated and complex. I'm not going to complain about the rules, but I am going to talk to you a little bit about the inability to adjudicate all these rules, and I'm not also going to begin to tell DBI how to do their business. I don't know what to do, but they're should be a better way. Like one part is I hate going down having to get a single permit for every item on a major remodel. Maybe there could be one permit with addendums to that permit and still charge the same fees, but make it simpler, more streamlined. That's just one. It's probably a dumb comment. But I do also want to talk about expediters and the problem with that, because I in the past have hired expediters because I was under the impression that that would be a good thing. That would be helpful. And the three expediters I've talked to over the last six years have turned out to be criminals, and they were of high standing. And so how do we at the same time work efficiently with the process of DBI by hiring people that you assume to be professionals? These guys were at that time top of the game, ex-commissioner members, board members. Oh, I got to go. So I just want to speak to that. Like, here we are, and also John Jacobo, your statement about who we right on, and Mr. Pam, your comments about 
Mayor's homes. Great idea, too, but hard to adjudicate. Okay, I got to go. That's loud. Thank you very much, commissioners. Merry Christmas. Sir <laughs> Connor and Hope all as well with the fire alarm there. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. That's our timer. That's my time. That's that's the timer that we have. <laughs> there are no yeah, I, I thought it was a fire alarm. No. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. Like, that's you. You should let us know that. Okay. Is that, sorry. Is that, is, is that new? I don't think I've heard that before. No. It's it's just it does that once it gets towards the end. Once it gets okay. towards the end oh, of I, the, the oh, time. I oh, I thought he was having yeah. trouble on his end. Thank you for that. Sorry. No. Sorry. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you very much, you guys. All right. Our next on to the next item. It will leave be, it. So now we now we can go to our uh, proclamation, President McCarthy. Th thank you, Madam Secretary. And we're taking this kind of out of order here because uh, our interim director um, was in uh, had a meeting this morning, and we wanted to. He wanted to be here. So, uh, Pat, you are here, correct? Is that? Yes. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I just want to read something into the into the record here, if I may. So, on behalf of the commission. Um, I wanted to thank and to congratulate Deputy Director uh, of Inspection Services, Ed Sweeney, uh, who is taking his well-earned retirement from the department at the end of this week, I believe, on December 18th. Uh, Deputy Director Sweeney has been one of the department's um, leadership, um, leadership pillars for more years than uh, I can remember. And he has uh, rendered outstanding building code, permit review, inspections and code enforcement professionalism throughout his career with DBI and with the city and county. Um, uh, Ed began his uh, distinguished uh, career nearly 22 years ago with DBI um, on January 25th, 1999. Uh, when, when he, when he, if you can mute there, Sonia. Um, when he, he joined the department at uh, six uh, as a 6331 building inspector. Um, he was promoted in to a 6334 chief building inspector in November of 2002, 2002, and then promoted again in August of 2008 to 0953 deputy director, a position he has held for the past 12 years. Uh, we wish him uh, every possible success and well-earned retirement and deeply appreciate the skill sets and expert judgments he has provided to the customers, DBI directors, the commission, and many other city review agencies, staff, for more than two decades. You, uh, you will be very much missed, Ed, uh, by those of us who have benefit, benefited time and time again from your wise advice, counsel, and very calm way of doing business. Um, so with that, I think I'd like to hand it off to uh, the interim director, uh, O'Reardon, and for his comments. Thank you. Thank you, President McCarthy. Um, we're here uh, socially, socially distancing and with masks on. And, uh, it's with I'm uh, very, very honored to uh, uh, present Ed with this reward, award. Ed Sweeney has been a deputy director at Inspection Services. Uh, and he's retired after nearly 22 years of service to the department. Uh, I want to thank him for his many contributions. He has served as building inspector, senior building inspector, chief building inspector, and as the director of this department. He has a deep knowledge uh, of this department for two decades, and it has been a shame to lose so much of institutional knowledge. He has retired retirement 
and we wish him well in, 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 in his retirement. Thank you for your service. We're a little envious that you're able to sleep in now and please keep in touch. And I want to present you with this certificate of appreciation. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ed, can you say a few words there? You usually never start with a few words. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to thank um, everybody in almost 22 years here at BBI, from the directors to the rank and file people, commissioners. Uh, without you, it couldn't have been done. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for the professionalism at this department. And uh, I look forward to uh, visiting uh, frequently. And I won't go away. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Ed. Is there any other commissioners? Anybody else would like to uh, say a few words? Um, I'm stepping in to say this is also Ed's certificate um, from the Building Inspection Commission on behalf of President McCarthy and the Commission. So that's his other certificate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. I, I, thanks, Ed. Um, I would like to open it up there to anybody else who'd like to say a few words, if there is. Congratulations on your retirement, Ed. Yeah, congratulations. Get some rest. Yeah, uh, congratulations indeed. Uh, you will be missed, and uh, I'm envious as well. Uh, enjoy your enjoy your time uh, relaxing as much as you can. Uh, indeed, uh, congratulations, and uh, you know, thanks for welcoming us, uh, the new commissioners to the team. Congratulations. I think. I think that's it, uh, Ed. Thank you so much. And I uh, keep the phone on. We're still going to need some advice. Okay. <laughs> hey, thank you, guys. We'll we'll talk soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Great. Thank you, everyone. Congratulations again to Ed. And we are on to our next item. Is item five update regarding DBI's initiatives to accelerate permit processing during the health crisis. Hi, Sonia. Uh, can I have the, can I share my screen? Thank you. Yes. Good morning, Christine. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, good morning, President McCarthy and Commissioners. Christine Gasparic, Assistant Director. Um, I'm gonna go through a quick presentation on with an update on our permit services. So as a reminder, we have for our current permit services, we have uh, our in-person services, which are the over-the-counter permits. We issue the no plans over-the-counter permits from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Uh, we had been averaging about 45 a day, but that seems to have tapered off a little bit in the last couple of weeks. I think um, going into the holidays, things are slowing down a little bit. Uh, for our over-the-counter with plans, we, uh, we offer appointments for customers to drop off their plans between 9.30 and 3.30 p.m., and I will uh, talk a little bit about that um, in, a, in a later slide. And then for our new in-house review permits, uh, folks email us and we set up appointments with them to start the intake process. Uh, we also have the auto-generated um, permits that people just go online to get, the trades permits, plumbing, electrical, mechanical, 
uh, boiler permits and then the re-roofing permits that we brought online in October. And we expedite any emergency permits and we are using electronic plan review for uh, ADUs through a partnership with the planning department. Uh, for the in-house review permits that were submitted electronically when we were using only ECR. Um, and then for 100% affordable housing and development agreement projects. And starting next month, we are going to be using electronic plan review uh, for the projects that are eligible for Prop H, uh, which you may recall is um, was recently uh, passed by voters and, um, and speeds up the approval process for um, small businesses uh, trying to get permits to make improvements. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about our numbers. Uh, as you recall, when um, shelter in place uh, went into effect, we were issuing about, and we were doing only electronic plan review, we were issuing about, issuing about 50 permits a day. That was down from the 110 permits a day that we used to issue uh, pre-COVID. Um, and we have slowly been able to ramp that back up. Uh, once we launched the curbside, we got that up to 70. And now um, we are issuing close to 100 a day. So we're, we're still doing, you know, just under what we were doing pre-COVID, um, even under these, you know, um, impacted circumstances. And cumulatively, since shelter in place, uh, we have issued more than 34,000 permits. Um, and that includes the trade permits that people get online, as well as over-the-counter, the in-house review, and all of the electronic plan review permits. So 2,300 of those were issued through electronic plan review, um, and that number will continue to go up. Uh, and then we've conducted approximately 80,000 field inspections. So, you know, even with the shelter in place, and um, the limitations on our ability to have uh, people come into the department to pull permits. Uh, you, you know, we've, we've, it, people have worked really hard here. The staff um, has you know, just consistently shown up and um, conducted the field inspections that we need to conduct and issued the permits and have really, really worked hard. So, uh, but you know, we're still working on addressing the permitting challenges that have um, come about because of the um, uh, because of the pandemic. We have impl we're implementing technology improvements uh, and making workflow and process improvements for the digital processing system. Um, and that uh, the permit center recently engaged a consultant to help us uh, work through some of those EPR improvements that we know we need to make, especially the workflow uh, improvements. There's there's really a need. The, the thing that's kind of missing with the electronic plan review is a project management function. It's not automatically built into the tool, and so the consultant's going to help us uh, work through that uh, and help us put, you know, implement it, uh, a project management function, um, as well as we're still working on the integration with our um, permit tracking system. And we, our MIS team, our technology folks, are um, working currently working on automating the no plans kitchen and bath remodel permits. So that will add to the suite of uh, auto-generated um, permits that we offer online. And, um, and so they've been working hard on that and making a lot of uh, progress on that. Um, we, uh, on the staff level, we, our new executive level permit services administrator, Sam, he uh, started on Monday, and I, I think the director is going to do an introduction of him um, when I finish this presentation. 
Um, so we're really excited for him to be on board and uh, bring his expertise. Uh, we've also brought in just this week two more uh, permit technicians to uh, help in the Central Permit Bureau issuing permits, and, and then we have six new uh, Permit Tech One positions starting later this month, and they're going to help us with customer service, which I'll talk about a little bit in a further slide. Uh, folks are still doing putting in a lot of overtime to make sure that we're um, you know, issuing as many permits as possible. And then we are partnering with other agencies. The fire department um, is, is managing the intake and issuance uh, for the fire only permits. And they have been, uh, they've really ramped up. Um, and so they're fully trained and they've been issuing about a dozen permits a day. Um, the planning department has begun processing the ADU permits using EPR and then uh, we have the Permit Center is now working with us on managing our customer service function. So for the over, the, one of the pain points we had was the over-the-counter with plans appointments that there were, um, you know, some customers were waiting a long time to be able to come in and drop off their uh, permit applications. So as you recall, we talked about this at the last meeting, we added 50% more appointments. So we had been offering 24 appointments a day for customers to come in. We added 12 more a day, and then we're using a wait list to bring customers in. Uh, and since we launched the wait list on November 2nd, we have moved up about 500 people um, into appointments that, um, you know, so that they could come in sooner. So folks that maybe were two or three months out uh, we were able to call them and say, can you come in next week? And so uh, every customer that we have um, offered a new appointment to has been able to come within the next three weeks. And, um, and now we're actually even proactively reaching out to customers to invite them to come in earlier. Um, so just to make sure that if anyone's not aware that the wait list exists, uh, we're now reaching out to them and saying, hey, we see that you have an appointment in January. Do you want to come in this month? Um, uh, so that's something that we've been working on with the, with the Permit Center, um, and they've been doing a really great job on. Um, for customer service, and, you know, there's been a lot of talk at this meeting about, you know, customer outreach and customer service and how are we answering questions. Um, we had uh, our customer service response rates fell when we were diverting staff to issuing permits um, because we had you know, as you recall, um, we need more administrative staff to be able to issue permits. So, um, so we're addressing that. That's something that we've been actively addressing uh, in the last few weeks. We have partnered with the Permit Center. Um, they have folks there who have a lot of customer service experience, so they're helping to manage the customer service team. They create a new system for triaging, um, you know, the, the requests coming in and uh, assigning replies to the team. They're managing the calendar and ensuring that there's accountability. Um, and we've started rotating some of our permit services staff back into the customer service function, uh, which helps them, which helps us be able to offer folks the ability to telecommute, which is important right now um, when we have a surge of COVID cases, and also just helps us um, make sure that we're um, staying current on the customer service um, requests. Over the next month, we're going to focus on continuing to work on our technology improvements, especially now that the Permit Center has brought in the consultant uh, to help us with EPR. We're, we've really um, ramped up that, that effort. Um, we are on Friday doing uh, Director Reardon and, and um, 
Chief Building Inspector Joe Duffy and others are going to be um, doing a customer, hosting a customer update um, to uh, educate uh, the big construction sites on how to make sure that they're um, complying with the health and safety uh, restrictions and keeping people safe on construction sites. Um, and then we've been actively reviewing um, our in-house review submittal, permit submittal process to make improvements. Um, it was mentioned earlier about uh, creating a track for addenda and revisions to make sure that those are um, uh, being processed you know, efficiently and expeditiously. So we're really looking at improvements we can make there to make sure that um, every, you know, that the that those permits are um, being efficiently processed. And that concludes uh, my presentation. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Christina. Um, Commissioners and President McCarthy, if I might just yes. um, chime in here. Uh, it's, it, it's my great pleasure to introduce ESAM, or Sam Shururi, who started on Monday as our new Chief Administrative Officer for Permit Services. Sam brings more than 30 years of experience as a building official, a licensed engineer, and a plan reviewer. In addition to his professional and leadership experience, I'm particularly excited for him to bring his technology leadership to the department to help modernize and streamline our permit services. Sam has been a member uh, of the Technology and Innovation Committee for Calvo for the past four years and has published his recommendations for how to adopt technologies to improve building department productivity. This is exactly what we need and we're working to re as we're working to retool and relaunch our electronic plan review system. Sam will lead the permit services team and manage approximately 80 staff members in the division. I want to also to take this opportunity to thank Dan Lowry for all his work. He will take on a new role in managing the plan review intake for our in-person services. Sam, would you like to say a few words? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Director Reardon, for the introduction. Uh, my name is Sam Shalori, or Isam Shalori. And uh, good morning, Commissioner McCarthy and members of the Commission. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to join the Department of Building Inspection Team. I'm humbled by being selected as the Chief Administrator Officer for Permit Services. Um, I have, as Director Reardon um, already indicated, I have a career in the field of building goods, uh, most recently as the building official for the school open uh, and working uh, for a world-renowned city, the city and county of San Francisco, uh, crowns my career. Um, throughout my work at building departments, my focus has been around public service and making complicated permitting processes work effectively and with the best customer service possible and the highest degree of professionalism. Um, I've heard your frustration earlier and the frustration of the public. We are working diligently and expeditiously in improving our process and services and to make it more accessible to the public, to all members of the public. I've always advocated the use of technology in the department and have successfully implemented many systems and improvements. Uh, with COVID-19, we are facing unprecedented challenges and the need for technology in serving the public is more critical than ever. I look forward to serving the city and county of San Francisco 
and I would be happy to answer any questions. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mr. Shori, and uh, thank you for joining the San Francisco family team. Um, I look forward to working with you over the next years. Um, is there any of our commissioners who'd like to uh, make a comment? May I start off with Vice President Moss? No comment. Thank you. Commissioner Alexander Toot. Uh, welcome, and I look forward to hearing your recommendations and your ideas. Uh, thank you. Commissioner Clinch, please. Yeah, second that. Uh, it's, it's Mr. Sharari, I'm uh, very excited uh, by uh, 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 Director Reardon's, uh, acting Director Reardon's uh, introductions. Uh, it's very exciting with your credentials and uh, your experience. I think it's going to be really helpful to us. And uh, welcome, and we look forward to working with you. Uh, Commissioner Jacobo. Yes, uh, you know, just kind of seconding that. Welcome. Uh, you know, obviously look forward to working with you and, and the talent and the experience that you bring uh, to the table. So we're excited for that. Welcome. Thank you. Commissioner Tam, please. Welcome to the team, Sam. Look forward Thank to you. working with you. Okay. Once again, welcome and look forward to working with you. Thank you very much for your comments this morning. Next item, Madam Secretary. Do we, do we do we have public comments? We have one caller for you. shall I Okay. Head no mute there. Yeah. Caller six five four seven eight. You're on mute. Thank you. Uh, hi, this is Jerry Grantler. I would encourage Sam and the new Planning Commission members to get a copy of the 2007 Business Process Reengineering Study. That was very professionally done. Um, and what they'll find is many of the issues, I think there were 180 recommendations there, have yet to be addressed. So I think that's a good jumping off point in terms of looking at business process. You know, there's no point in starting with a blank piece of paper. Thank you. Okay. Hey, thank you. Are, are there any more callers? No, there are not. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, our next item is item six, update on the single room occupancy SRO program regarding COVID-19 actions. Hi, good morning. Uh, Chief Housing Inspector James Sanborn Uh Thanks again for uh, prioritizing uh, SRO issues by having this monthly update. Um, performing inspections in SROs uh, under the pandemic is fraught with danger uh, for our staff. But it's also dangerous just to try to live uh, in that kind of a small room with a common shower and bathroom. Um, uh, the staff member that was uh, recognized here a couple of months ago, Christina Moy, has signed on for three more months at the COVID command center, uh, wearing her hazmat suit, um, enforcing the uh, cleanup order to uh, make sure that the facilities and the SROs are uh, clean and safe for people to use. 
um, responding to lots of complaints. Um, you know, it's dicey trying to deal with all these issues, but there are some serious issues that we are dealing with day in and day out and have done so um, this entire time um, since uh, mid-March. Um, so, uh, and we are working closely with the SRO collaboratives. Uh, uh, they're providing really important support for the 20,000 residents of the SROs. Uh, yesterday, the Board of Supervisors passed a, uh, a new program for uh, rent, capping rent contributions at 30% of uh, people's income uh, who live in permanent supportive housing, which was a uh, uh, an idea that sort of originated from the programs and meetings that uh, we participate in uh, with SRO tenants. Um, so, uh, and then there's uh, the homeless in the uh, in, uh, hotels uh, issue that's still going on um, at the Board of Supervisors and around the city. Um, so, uh, also, um, in the mission, we are uh, trying to help a, uh, a hotel that's got a fire alarm replacement issue to track down that permit. Um, and also for street lighting, for safety, for um, seniors who live in the Tenderloin um, so they can walk to their building when it's dark out because it gets dark really early in there. Um, we concluded the annual unit usage reporting that was done in November, um, where every uh, SRO has to tell us how they're using their property. Um, and I think we're gonna try to move to having a more online system for that, uh, which we'll, we will be asking for some assistance, um, trying to set that up to make that easier on all sides. So it doesn't take us hundreds of hours to process all the information. Um, and so that's going to conclude my update. I'm available for questions on this or any other housing issue people may want to bring up. Um, commissioners, is there anybody who wants to weigh in? Uh, uh, this is Kevin Clinch. Um, I, I, uh, I just want to say that I'm really impressed that we haven't had major breakouts, at least, at least none reported in the media in the SROs. I think that's a probably a combination of the the the, uh, the efforts being made by the, the staff, the residents, and certainly uh, staff in the building department for enforcing things. And I, I just think that deserves recognition and acknowledgement uh, for the record. And I think it's really pretty remarkable given what we're seeing in the rest of the country. And so, hats off to you. Uh, thank you very much, Commissioner. It really is um, the rest of our staff that's putting in the hard work. Appreciate that. If there's any no more commissioners, we can go to public comment. I'm sorry, is there somebody else in the commissioners there? Okay. Oh, I, I was just saying thank you. No, no, okay. go ahead. Sorry, yeah, Commissioner. Just, just the gratitude to the to the staff and, and getting out there every day and making the difference. And you know, it it really does make a significant difference, especially for those you know that need help. So kudos to you all for, for going through these past ten. Thank you very much, Commissioner. Okay, with that, if there's public comment, is that correct, Madam Secretary? Yeah. There's one caller in the queue. 
Caller, you are unmuted. Oh, thank you. Um, I would like to know why um, we, you know, proselytize the transparency like with sanfrancisco.buildingi.com. Um, you used to be able to see on there who did all the uh, permitting, you know, from the intake to the end and who did all the inspections. Now when you go on there, um, it, it routes you to the it, – it, it won't pull it all up. It routes you to uh, um, the DBI website. And then when you try to log on to that, um, then it says records unavailable, to, you know, uh, in red letters, uh, technical, you know, uh, difficulty. This has been reported to DBI. So rather than transparency that we're, you know, supposed to be seeing, you know, we're covering up stuff. Uh, I would like to, you know, have an explanation for, you know, why that is happening. I mean, it seems to be more obfuscation rather than transparency. Um, uh, can, can I get any uh, feedback on that from anybody? Um, we're, sorry, sir, we're not allowed to respond to the public comment, but the staff can look into to your inquiry at a later date. Okay, thank you. Thank you. John, is there any additional public comment? No, there is not. Oh, sorry, uh, there is one more caller. Okay. Uh, hey. Sorry, there it is. Okay, Commissioners Henry Kanilowicz. I just wanted what the last speaker said. Uh, no, it's the the PTS actually does work pretty good. Uh, last night was out for a while, so it happens every so often. But on the whole, you can track permits, you can track inspections, you can track complaints. You can't get some of the stuff that comes from from housing, but honestly, I think the system is pretty good. Um, I just want to say thank you to Christina Moy, who I've done a number of inspections with, and she's been great. And one other person is really cool at uh, at housing is Matt Luton. Um, he gets right back to you. Uh, when I go in to get some of the permits that have to be signed off by housing, he gets right on it. Great job. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And I think everybody in the SRO business appreciates it also. So that's my two cents. Thank you. Caller, um, Madam Secretary, is ready more? Um, I thank you. Uh, we have we are checking on that right now. Just just one moment. We are we're, we're checking. There may be one more person. Caller, hi there. Good morning again, commissioners. Can you hear me? Hi. Hello, Hello, caller. We we can hear you. Have have you called previously? Yeah, yeah. But I just want to comment too that what I heard today too is that both what that gentleman asked as far as the hierarchy of all the people that do what, and that earlier comment about NOVs, those things are pretty easily found on your website. And so, and also in regard to the gazebo, that whole article is ridiculous because that's an over-the-counter question. So that's why I meant to say when it's unfair. And it's easy to find out about your NOVs. I can look up his NOVs just by his name. 
And the hierarchy is something you can just Google. So in your defense, I think that the information is out there. You guys are trying to be transparent. People just can't find it. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Okay. Thank you. Is, is that all of the callers? No more callers in the queue. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Our next item is item seven, uh, discussion and possible action regarding the Department of Building Inspections Racial Equity Plan. Uh, thank you, um, Madam Secretary. If I may, um, is, is, is Deputy Director Taris? Uh, yes. To, yeah, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right, hand it off there. Thank you. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, good morning, Commissioners. Taris Madison, Deputy Director for the Department of Building Inspection, and I'm going to be providing an update on the Department's Racial Equity Action Plan. Sonia, I need to share my screen, please. Okay. And and uh, John, could you give could you please uh, uh, give Taurus the screen sharing duties? I just gave her presenter. Okay, thank you, presenter. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so let's start with the, just a brief overview. We've, I think I've made a presentation a few times before to the commission, but I'll just give a brief overview of the racial equity action plan. And so actually um, ordinance number 188-19 requires all city departments to submit a racial equity plan in response to the city's racial disparities. And the Office of Racial Equity, which is in the Human Rights Department, um, developed the framework and strategies for the plan. The plan is in two phases. The first phase is a plan focuses on internal programs and policies, primarily focusing on um, workforce issues, such as recruitment and hiring, retention and promotion, discipline and separation, diverse and equitable leadership and management, organizational culture of inclusion, and also there's also a section on boards and commissions. And the second phase will focus primarily on our external programs, services, and policies, but that won't begin until um, sometime next year. And actually, it's going to be a three-year plan, and it will serve as the basis of the department's racial equity efforts, and the plan will, of course, be updated um, annually. So a little bit about the process. Uh, we received our instructions, I think, maybe in July of this year, 2020, from the Office of Racial Equity. Um, the department, our department has two racial equity leaders. I'm a racial equity leader as well as our HR manager. And so we've been participating in monthly racial equity leader meetings that are held by the Office of Racial Equity. Um, our HR manager has been participating in citywide workforce equity working groups because there are some issues that re um, focus, require more of a citywide bent on it. And so we've been participating in those. Uh, we've shared racial equity information with the BIC staff through emails and meetings. The BIC passed the racial equity resolution, I think back in August. We administered a racial equity survey where about 48% of DBI staff participated. We've held additional meetings um, with employees, particularly um, affinity group meetings with um, employees. And we've also analyzed demographic and survey data. So here's the demographic data that we have. Um, this data is actually taken from the Department of Human Resources. Uh, they provide all departments um, with demographic data. Um, this, the source of this is November 10th, 2020. 
And so as you can see um, from DBI, from our total employees, our racial ethnic, ethnic big breakdown is basically um, private, primarily uh, white and Asians are the largest portion of uh, employees and they make up 77% of the department workforce. And then the remaining um, racial groups uh, make up about um, less than 10%. Other additional um, demographic data, oh, we decided to look at information based on classifications. There are actually six classification series that make up the bulk of DBI's workforce. That's 85% of all DBI employees work in these uh, classifications. It's building inspector, electrical inspector, housing inspector, plumbing inspector, permit technician, and engineers. And what you see here is basically um, race and ethnicity by classification. And so you can see, um, from this chart that um, our inspector class, excluding housing inspectors, but all the other inspector classes, classifications are primarily white. And then in our engineering classifications, those are primarily um, Asian. And then for housing inspector, there is, that is the one classification series um, that uh, tends to be um, the most diverse. Um, there isn't a majority of um, any one race or ethnicity. And then our permit technician classification also includes a more racial and ethnic representation. So in addition to looking at demographic data, um, the department also sent out a survey to all employees um, and it was a racial equity survey I, that was done in October. And here is a summary of some of the survey results. Um, most of the respondents understand the purpose of the racial equity initiative and also the basic concepts of racial equity. Um, most survey respondents have positive relationships with those of different races. Um, and so one of the focuses that the Office of Racial Equity wanted the department to look at is both um, interpersonal racism as well as institutional racism. And on the interpersonal side, um, for both these surveys and also for meetings with others, um, most people felt that um, DBI was welcoming, um, the organization was welcoming, and they did not experience interpersonal racism. About 61% of respondents stated DBI can do more to increase workforce equity. And then in our written survey responses reflect both support for racial equity and then also some concerns about um, racial equity in the workforce. And I'll address that a little bit later. In addition, um, we had meetings with individuals and also we had group meetings and there were um, in both written responses as well as follow-up meetings identified the need for more racial equity training, for open communication, um, consistent drive training and development, particularly in the permit technician series. And so um, based on this information, both the demographic information as well as the meetings, information gained from meetings, uh, from um, the survey, the department will have these major goals over the next three years. Um, for recruitment and hiring, we would like to try to diversify staff to increase representation of people in color in those classifications um, that don't have a, a representation. For retention and promotion, we want to ensure consistent standardized onboarding and training programs across all divisions. In discipline and separation, we want to develop a transparent, consistent disciplinary process. For diverse and equitable leadership, leadership, we want DBI leadership to value and promote racial equity. For mobility and professional development, we want to improve professional development for entry-level and frontline staff. And on, under organizational culture of inclusions, we want to create a culture of inclusion through communication, training, and also policies. 
And so the next steps for the plan is that we want to incorporate any additional information into the draft plan. Um, so if the BIC has any information, we can provide that information um, and we will be working on that. There's a part of the plan also includes, um, and you received the entire plan in your packet. This is just a summary of it. The Office of Racial Equity has a template and it has a variety of different individual actions um, that they want each department to work on. So we're updating that. We, we've, we did receive an updated template just on last Friday on December 9th. So we'll have to go in and make some updates to that. Those are the individual actions um, that we will be overtaking over the next three years. We have to submit the action plan to the Office of Racial Equity by December 31st. We want to continue to engage and work with DBI staff and we also, as well as the commission too. And then we also want to continue to work with the Office of Racial Equity. And then although there's a huge template of individual actions that need to play, take place, um, there are some priorities that we want to focus on in year one, meaning in 2021. Um, and these are the priorities um, that kind of bubbled up to the top because of the results that we received from the survey and also from the um, demographic data that we have. And so we want to first continue to improve organizational culture of inclusion um, through expanding the racial equity team and developing racial equity training modules. I had mentioned earlier that there were some, we did receive some concerns um, from staff um, in the, the anonymous survey being concerned that race would be a factor in determining who, who would not be employed. And so obviously we need to make sure that we um, reach out to everyone, have everyone understand what racial equity is, because that is not what racial equity is. Racial equity is just trying to make sure that um, you're inclusive, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be targeting or you're going to be um, hiring someone that isn't qualified for the job. Um, we also want to expand recruitment outreach outreach diversified department applicant pool. And once again, that is actually doing more outreach um, specifically um, to um, different organizations to make sure that we have a more diverse applicant pool and with a more diverse um, applicant pool with qualified applicants that can assist us in diversifying the department. And then we also wanna develop standard onboarding and training processes to ensure permit technician staff have equal access to tools needed to successfully perform their jobs. And so those are the three of the major things that we're going to be doing. We'll be doing other smaller actions that are included in the, in the template, but these are the three things that we want to focus on in the first year. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, uh, Deputy Director Madison, um, for that presentation and helping us walk her through it. Um, so I, we have two choices. We could go to public comment if there is, or would you go, uh, is, there any, is there public comment? And then I could swing back to my commissioners if that works. There is no public comment. Okay. So um, if with that then, if I could ask. Anything to add? Uh, uh, Angus, you went out there for a second. We lost you there. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, um, Vice President Moss. Sorry, everyone. There we go. Um, I mean, I just want to thank everyone for, you know, this initial portion and putting the, you know, putting this report together. There's certainly plenty of issues with <clears throat> racial disparity or lack of. Um, I, I know that we have racial equity subcommittee as well, um, and I'd certainly like to hear uh, from them. Um, but at this time, those are my comments. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
and Commissioner Alexander too, please. First, I want to just, um, you know, thank you, Deputy Director and um, the HR Director and um, the sec uh, Madam Secretary for all of your hard work on this. I know that it, uh, it's been a lot in, on top of so many other duties you have, but such an important issue. And uh, I really appreciate how, um, how tailored your goals in year one really are to the needs of DBI. Um, they don't feel generic. They really do feel responsive to issues that have been identified by staff. And I really appreciate that, particularly the, uh, um, the uh, issues raised by the permit technicians. And I think that uh, it's, um, it's exciting to see very specific issues raised by classifications being addressed because so often we only go for the broad strokes and then miss the opportunity to, um, to, to really improve people's experience by focusing on, um, on the, uh, the nuances um, in, within uh, particular classifications. So I just wanna uh, acknowledge that and thank you for your work and um, I'm excited to see what comes. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner um, Clinch, please. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Alexander Toot stole some of my thunder. <laughs> uh, I want to say that we have similar thinking. I, I, the slide that's on the screen right now, I just, I just want to similarly sort of commend you, uh, Deputy Director, for, for these, these bullets, which are, 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 you know, a lot of times when we, 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 we all worked on these types of initiatives, and sometimes the, the ambitions can be um, you know, hard to to work towards, but these are these are very tangible, I think, and, and really really well written. And so, uh, I want I don't want to say they'll be easy to achieve, but they will certainly. If you've laid it out well, so that they are more achievable. And I, I the other the, the second bullet is one that I'm particularly curious about uh, and interested in because I I understand the city uh, as a whole has um, work is working on um, outreach and. Um, I would I would assume we're, we're our department is working with that initiative, but uh, that's I think where a lot of gains can be made, and I, I think that's pretty exciting. So uh, looking forward to seeing something coming out of that. That's it for me. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Clinch. Uh, Commissioner Jacobo, please. Yeah, um, uh, Deputy Director, thank you for the work on this. Um, it was it was uh, it was good to read. I, I think even the the fact that we had so many survey respondents um, having the ability to not just respond to the survey, um, which is kind of generic answers, but give their comments and thoughts of what they actually find to be a problem. I think that was very helpful and that sometimes just getting a, do you think this is good or bad? Yes or no, will not give you the full picture. And, and I think their comments were very helpful in helping guide some of the work that is going to happen uh, from this point forward. So I really do thank you for that. I, I know that, you know, it's, it always seems like, uh, you know, I, a lot of this race and equity work sometimes feels like it's a huge hurdle to overcome, but I know that um, we are making progress, I think every day with these increments um, and changing the course of, of, you know, the demographics within individual departments, which will be uh, a more diverse uh, leadership and a more diverse Department of Inspection, which I think we all want to see. So I thank you and the team for your work and forward to continuing to support in any way we can. 
Councillor Jacobo, uh, Commissioner Tam, please. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Terrace, uh, Deputy Chief, and, and for everyone that worked on this. I, I definitely uh, agree with my commissioners here, and, and I know this is definitely a right right direction here and, and positive for the department as a whole. I definitely would love to see some of the, some of these ideas implemented as well. Um, so good stuff. Thank you. Um, thank you, uh, Commissioner Tam. And I also just want to echo uh, Deputy Director Taris, um, my fellow commissioners, um, comments and uh, compliments to you and also to Commissioner uh, Jacobo and Commissioner Alexander too, who uh, worked with you on this um, for us on behalf of the commission. And I, you know, I, I was, you know, it's just a kind of a, it's a buffet of information here that kind of really helps understand the makeup of our department. And I think what's fascinating is the, you know, the, um, the classification series and things like that. So um, um, the inclusiveness is, is, is the main goal here. And, um, you know, I'm glad to hear you say that, you know, we have to get qualified people to, as well so it's a tough challenge um and to try and balance so but um, um thank you again uh, deputy director i know um you have a lot going on right now so to have this on top of you uh, and to have such a detailed document is really appreciated on behalf of the commission thank you thank thank you um dad i also just wanted to to thank all the commissioners for their um assistance and to say that I appreciate that our subcommittees of um, with President McCarthy and Commissioner Alexander Toot and Commissioner Jacobo for their input for Section 7 uh, with the Building Inspection Commission. And um, we coordinated together and I, you know, also received some input from uh, other policy body administrators or commission secretaries that we met and tried to come up together with ideas. And I appreciate their input and assistance as well. And um, so we, um, as Tarts, uh, Deputy Director Madison mentioned, we have a little bit more work to do. So only one other thing is by the 20, the 31st, the commission also has to come up with the overall goal. So I'll just be reaching back out to you guys for that to come up with our overall goal. Okay, all right, thank, thank you. you thank you, Madam Secretary, and thank you for all your work as well. Thank okay, you. thank you. And there's uh, no public comment on this item. So our next item is item eight, director's report, um, 8A, update on DBI's finances. Oh. Just a sec, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, Take your time. I know we're switching on to the next thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Take your time. Sorry, everyone. I can't. The problem. Seem to find my document that was just here. I'm going to stop sharing and then I'll pull it up again.
Okay. Okay. Good morning, Commissioners. Tyrus Madison, Deputy Director for the Department of Human Protection. And before you is the November 2020 financial monthly financial report. And it includes revenues and expenditures for the first five months of fiscal year 2021. That's July through November 2020. Um, similar to prior months, uh, we continue to see a decline in revenues. So on the first page, you can see we're budgeted at 47 million and the good news is that we're projected to come in at 49 million. So we're actually projected to come in a little bit higher than budgeted. Um, but once again, that's because we were extremely conservative when we, when we submitted our budget in June. Um, so we're, um, and this number is going down. I think last month we were projected to come in over two, 2 million more than budgeted. So this number is actually going down too. Um, but to get the, the true picture of what's actually going on, we'd have to go to we'd have to go to um, the second page. And so if you look at the second page, you'll see for revenues, um, last year this time we were at 33.2 million, now we're at 16.2 million. So we're still at about that 50% reduction. Um, and that reduction is primarily due to reductions in plan checking revenue, building permit revenue, um, is interest as well as electrical, um, electrical permit revenue. And then on the expenditure side, uh, we are at 27, a million dollars and that's up from 25 million that was last year and that's primarily because we have more buildings of our services of other departments or work orders we normally don't do a um expenditure projections until we get the full six months of data and so probably in the december report that you'll receive in january we'll have projections on expenditures but we have been trying to keep up with our um with our revenues um, keep up with the revenues uh, and make projections so that we can track them because to make sure to know what's going on. And then we have our building permit data. This is issued building permit information and this, is, this just shows valuation and the number of permits um, are still down. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Commissioners, is there anybody, I'll open floor question here, anybody who would like to weigh in? Nope. Um, yeah, Taris, I, I um, just, yeah, look, um, the, yeah, the 50%, obviously, that's, that's troubling. Um, so I guess we'll just keep an eye on that and keep talking about it every month. But uh, um, it's, uh, it's not, it's going to be tough times ahead here for a while. So I just want to keep stressing that, that uh, this number is concerning, very concerning. So, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Commissioner Tooth. Thank you. Um, and this might be too early to ask or to know, but I'm curious if the if you have any data on the set permits um, operations. Is there, in terms of both, is that, you know, I, I know that we heard that it was um, in, in more people, but is there like a financial anal analysis on that? I'm wondering as we look at, you know, moving forward uh, from a fiscal perspective, uh, how those Saturday uh, permit uh, days, I don't know what they're calling them, um, are, you know, are they, is that, is that helpful? I'm 
I think you understand my question. Uh, interim director, I think you could talk to that, right? Yeah, I'm happy to speak to that. And thanks for the question, uh, Commissioner Toot. So we did one Saturday uh, permit day uh, simply because we realized that people were working here on Saturday anyway. And if they were, if we were going to be open to customers on Saturday, then people would have to work Sunday as well to process some of the, the work that took place over the, the six days. So we, we realized that it, it's probably best that staff don't have to work seven days, seven consecutive days, uh, and, and uh, they, they need that Sunday to, to rest up and, and be ready for another week. So that's, that's why that uh, uh, is the situation. Thank you. If I may also, Adam Director, I mean, I think the other part of this was, I know the, the Saturday for me was a big part of it was to help with the backlog and intake and, and you know, kind of just, I know that you, at that time you were dealing with the, the, you, the intake problems and the, the long lines and so on. I don't yeah. think you're, you're not experiencing that now. So the so, Saturday is, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. So we, we were experiencing, um, you know, these, these long wait times for people to uh, get appointments. So that, that was uh, why we were thinking about all of these things that we could do. And that was, that was one of the things we did, uh, having a Saturday uh, permit day. But since then, we have established, as Christine said, the, the wait list. And anyone who wants to get in for an appointment now is able to get in in the next few weeks. So we don't have that same pressure in regards to being able to accommodate appointments for folks. They're, they're literally, they're getting in if they would, if they wish to in the next several weeks. Uh, you know, at that time it was, it was, it was months. So we, that's why we did that. Thank you. Um, is there any other commissioner who would like to weigh in? If not, um, Next item. Okay. Um, next item is item 8B, update on proposed or recently enacted state or local legislation. Good morning, commissioners. John Murray, CI Legislature. Items for you. Advisor Mandelman, building ordinance. We signed by the mayor on November 25th, and so it will go into effect on June 1st, 2020. to the BAB for the implementation of it. So, but we will be, we're on track to have it is effective. So, the next. Supervisor Peskin's ordinance, uh, it says renewing his shelter in peace. Um, that is still in committee. Um, we haven't heard anything uh, Supervisor Safai's legislation require transporters of construction and demolition debris to obtain permits from the Department of the Environment. Uh, was continued in land use. Uh, my understanding is that it will be heard again in late January or early February. I think Supervisor Peskin wanted to clarify some jurisdictional issues between DPW and uh, the San Francisco Department of Environment. Um, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of real sort of operational impact on DBI, but you know it, it sort of is tangential to us. 
the hearing to review consultant access and involvement in the process was held on November 19th and filed. And uh, finally, we have uh, the proposed ordinance to require uh, landlords to report, uh, maintain an inventory, sorry, the rent board to maintain an inventory of all residential rental units. That was passed uh, by the board on December 1st and is awaiting the mayor's signature. Uh, it is, like I said, it's mainly a rent board issue. Uh, it should not impact EBI operations. With that, I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Mr. Murray. Um, does any of my fellow commissioners? No. Nothing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. No, thank uh, you. Okay. Uh, next item is 8C, update on major projects. Good morning again, commissioners. This is Patrick O'Reardon here. Uh, this is an update based on major projects and it, it lists uh, the differences between October 2020 and September of 2020. There's, there was a 0.74% increase, uh, which equates to 159.2 million in construction costs uh, from um, uh, October over September. And we had a 1% increase, uh, that being 463 additional units that were added in October. I'm available for any questions. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Interim Director. Um, I'll open it up the floor to my fellow commissioners. Oh, thanks. Okay. See now. Right, Thank um, you. Right. The next item is 8D update on code enforcement. And is uh, Mr. Duffy doing that item? Good morning, Commissioners. Joe Duffy. Mm -hmm. um, just on our code enforcement and DBI monthly update, um, we've got um, four building inspections performed, 3,785. Um, complaints received, 383. Complaint response within 24 to 70, 72 hours was 370. Um, our housing inspection services, housing inspections uh, performed 240, complaints received 174, complaint response within 24 to 72 hours was 136, um, we, um, complaints with NOVs issued was 43. The um, Code Enforcement Division, um, the number of cases sent to the director's hearing was um, 49 and um, we ordered, uh, we issued um, 10 order of abatements and um, we've had um, 12, 12 of those cases in code enforcement abated with um, with permits being completed and cases closed. Um, our, our, as you heard earlier, our, all of our inspection staff are participating in the COVID outreach program in, in uh, conjunction with the city administrator's office and our colleagues at the Department of Health. Uh, there's a few other uh, DSW people working with us as well. Basically, our inspectors are, are reminding sites that they have to comply with the COVID protocols. There's been a spike in the cases. We're helping with that. We're collecting data from the uh, inspections if we notice any deficiencies, and we are collecting that and forwarding it on to the health department and possibly the city attorney. So that's a, a very worthwhile program. Um, that's, that's all from me. And I, I, get, I just wanted to personally wish Mr. Sweeney 
um, all the best in his retirement. I've worked with him since 1999. And um, as Patrick mentioned, his institutional knowledge and um, will be missed around the department. Uh, uh, Commissioner McCarthy mentioned that as well. And again, just wish him all the best. Thank you. Okay. Right. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. Duffy. Okay. And is there any public comment on the director's report items uh, 8A through D? Um, there is none. Okay. Thank you. Our next item is item 9 review and approval of the minutes of the regular meeting, September 16th, 2020. Move to approve. Second. Okay, there's a motion and a second. Um, is there any public comment on the minutes? None. Are, are all commissioners in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? The minutes are here. And our next item is item 10, adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Okay, there's a second. Second. Okay, all commissioners in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. And we are now adjourned. It is 11.